What is going on, everyone? This is Rich Killen with the Welcome to Hope podcast. Uh, today, I wanted to talk about depression. Uh, yes, the the black hole that is depression, as as I'm sure most of us have experienced uh, at some point in time in our life. Um, because the reality is it's, it's a normal sort of emotion, right? Depression is, is this extreme sadness and sometimes it lasts and lasts and sometimes it, it feels very unending. Um, but, but I wanted to talk about kind of what, what leads to this depression. Obviously, you know, something traumatic happens, uh, in our life or, or a loss of a loved one or, or something kind of like that. Uh, I think a lot of us know and recognize that that could lead to some depression. Um, but but what about these other times when maybe nothing terrible is necessarily happening? Um, or maybe we just have this like pervasive feeling of depression in our in our lives. And so I, I decided to do a little bit of research on this um, because I don't want to just come on this podcast and and just give my opinion necessarily, but I, I want to be able to provide uh, some evidence-based research on these kinds of things. And, and so I was looking at what are some of the things that, that can cause depression? You know, there used to be a train of thought that depression was just a chemical imbalance in the brain, uh, meaning the serotonin and dopamine levels and all of that kind of stuff that, that we naturally have in our brain, uh, the, the, levels that those are supposed to be at are not actually uh, at those levels. And so that's where medication comes into play and, and so forth and so on. However, what, what they're recognizing now is it's not just a chemical imbalance. Yes, that's going on, but there's a lot more going on in our bodies when we are feeling depressed other than just uh, a, a chemical imbalance. Um, some of you may have noticed this, that, that when you're feeling depressed, like sometimes you can be in pain, uh, like actual physical pain that, that is going on, you know, that that's not the cause of just a chemical imbalance. Uh, so as I was looking more and more into this, what I began to realize, which this is just kind of confirming what, what I already knew, but depression has a lot to do with the way we think about things. Um, you know, it, it has to do with, if some of you are familiar with the term cognitive distortions, uh, it's a pretty common term that if, if anybody's done any sort of counseling or maybe taken some classes in psychology, you've probably discussed them. Uh, you can Google them. Um, I think on our uh, uh, social media page, we uh, talked about that briefly, but Cognitive distortions are just these inaccurate ways that we we tend to look at ourselves and life and events that happen and things like that. And uh, the the key word that is those are inaccurate. Um, and so one particular uh, cognitive distortion that seems to really have a big um, a big hand in us feeling depressed at times is this this distortion of catastrophizing now many of you probably already know what that is uh it's basically predicting a negative outcome uh or or jumping to to conclusions that that something bad will happen uh so maybe you're worried that you're going to get fired or fail a test or 
maybe you're in a relationship and uh, you know you're worried that your your partner is going to leave you and um, you know then you're gonna end up being un- unlovable for the rest of your life and and, and so forth and so on. And, and so I think it's important, first of all, like we have to be in order to to battle these cognitive distortions and ultimately our depression, we have to first of all be aware of what we are thinking. Uh, if you find yourself catastrophizing, and, and we all do this, I, I do this from time to time, uh, it, it, but we have to catch ourselves doing this. Um, and the first step once we do that is we have to look at other possible outcomes. So to use the example of of failing a test, uh, we've all had that thought pop in our mind from time to time. And yes, that that could very well be a possibility if you're taking a big test. Um, you know, especially I think as you get older, as you get higher and higher in your education, the some of the stakes get higher. Uh, I know when I had to take my licensure exam, uh, there was a lot of pressure on that because that was basically what was determining a, a big determinant in whether or not I was going to be able to be a therapist or not. You know, the same thing for uh, the bar for for attorneys and um, the uh, I'm blanking on the the medical uh, the, the NCLEX or whatever the, uh, the medical, um, test is, uh, somebody can, can correct me on that, but you know, these big tests that they, they are the big determining factor in whether or not we are able to pursue our dreams. And so it's natural to have thoughts of what if I fail this test, but we have to be able to look at all the possible outcomes, right? Like it, Yes, that is a possibility, but that's not the only possibility. Um, and believe it or not, there's other possibilities besides getting 100% on a test and failing the test. We have a tendency to look in black and white terms like that, where it's either going to be good or bad. I'm either going to do amazing or I'm going to do terrible. Like there's some in between there, right? And so we have to be able to take a step back and and recognize that. Um, And we have to also be able to make a distinction between something being catastrophic and something maybe just being significantly unpleasant. Uh, You know, if if we we lose a loved one uh, or maybe a pet or something like that, our brain may go to that that would be a catastrophic event. And there's no doubt that that is a terrible situation. But sometimes just kind of looking at it as significantly unpleasant versus catastrophic sometimes just that that change in the language that we use can really make a big difference um because when we think something is a catastrophe or is going to be a catastrophe that just has a lot more weight to significantly unpleasant um and and again i'm not saying that we need to minimize uh, situations or anything like that, I I think by calling it significantly unpleasant, assumes that this is not going to be something that you're going to enjoy. Um, 
but it's also not as hopeless as catastrophic might feel. Um, the, the other thing that we need to be able to do in these situations, uh, when we find ourselves, find ourselves, um, catastrophizing is we really need to increase our perception of our ability to, to cope with these negative or adverse experiences. Um, you know, we, we all have these kinds of situations in our lives. Uh, everybody's got negative things, unfortunate things, things that are out of our control. We've all dealt with loss of some sort of way. And we have to, we have to know that we are of, of coping with it. Um, you know, regardless of what it is, we're, we're very, we're very good at adapting to situations. Um, if it's a loss of a person, yeah, it's going to be hard. There's going to be grief and that might take some time to get over that, but that doesn't mean you can't get over it. Um, and especially with depression, the, the really dangerous part about depression is that hopelessness. It's that feeling of, I'm never going to be able to get through this, or this is never going to end. Um, and the reality is, is neither of those things are necessarily true. We are really good at adapting. You are really good at adapting. And you are capable of coping and dealing with these difficult situations. And it's, it's important for, for everyone out there to, to, to hear this. Uh, we can do difficult things. It doesn't matter what it is. We are capable of doing those things. So a lot of times when I, when I talk to my clients about, you know, the way that we think about things, the, the way I, I like to explain it is I, I don't like to think in terms of whether a thought is necessarily positive or negative. Uh, because I, I believe that uh, uh, sometimes positive thoughts can be unhelpful at a particular situation. And I also think that negative thoughts can be helpful in a situation. Um, you know, when I played sports growing up, uh, especially when I wanted to be really good at that sport, sometimes I would think to myself, man, I suck right now. And that that's a negative thought but it was said in a in a motivating sort of way because obviously i don't want to suck um and so i would i would work harder because because that was sort of a, a challenge to myself and sometimes positive thoughts can be unhelpful i mean I, we've all experienced this i'm sure um if you've got something really exciting coming up the next day uh, maybe you're going to, to Disneyland or when we were kids, maybe it was Christmas or, or something else like that. And you're just so excited and then you can't sleep, right? It, that excitement, although it's a positive and fun thing to think about, it's not helpful because you need to go to sleep. And so to me, thinking in terms of positive or negative, that that's not that doesn't tell the whole picture. To me, it's more about, is this helpful or is this unhelpful? 
And so we have to be able to look at the way that we are, are thinking and be able to ask ourselves, is the way I'm thinking about this helpful? Um, if I'm taking that test and all I'm thinking about is I'm going to fail this test and I'm never going to get a good job, is that a helpful way to think? Well, no, it's not. That's that's not going to help you accomplish your goal of of passing that test. Um, in the past, when I've had to give uh, a presentations and, and things of that nature, I I have anxiety when I do that, um, and sitting there thinking, you know, man, I'm going to do terrible at this. Everybody's going to laugh at me. Uh, what if they think I don't know what I'm talking about? If I'm thinking like that, that's not going to help me do well on this presentation. But I can still accept that anxiety and I can still think, yes, I'm going to be anxious and that's okay. And that anxiety is probably going to to help me stay focused and prepare, right? That's that's a much more helpful way of looking at this. So my, my challenge to everybody out there that, that's listening is even now, even if you're not dealing with depression or anxiety or, or anything else, take a look at the way you're, you're thinking about these kinds of situations. Are you thinking about them in a helpful way? Or are you thinking about them in an, in an unhelpful way? Um, and don't get me wrong. I'm not, this is easier said than done, right? Most of, most of what I talk about in therapy is easier said than done. It, it takes work. It takes practice. We have these automatic thoughts that just kind of pop into our head sometimes. And, and we don't necessarily have that much control over those kinds of things, but, but how are you thinking about it? Is it, is it helpful or is it unhelpful? Um, I, I use, I use this analogy a lot and I, it's, it's kind of a, a silly little analogy, but I think it, it kind of proves the point. If, if you were going to hang a picture in your room um, and you went down to Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever you you, you might get some uh, uh, home improvement uh, tools and things of that nature, if you're going to hang this picture and you've got the picture and, and you're needing a hammer and nails, you know, and, and somebody were to, somebody were to, to hand you a, a, a screwdriver or, or a saw or something like that, you're, you're going to look at them kind of funny because I don't need this. This isn't going to help me. Uh, what am I going to do with this? You know, and, and, that's kind of what we, we kind of do the opposite of that with our thoughts sometimes is we embrace these unhelpful thoughts um, that even if they're thoughts that, that can be good at certain times, but maybe not in this moment, we, we embrace these thoughts that aren't going to help us. Um, and, and we need to only hold on to the thoughts that are helpful in that given moment. When we're walking through Home Depot or Lowe's or wherever, wherever we get our, our tools and we walk by the, that screwdriver aisle or the saws or any other tool, you know, we, we don't necessarily stop and analyze every single one of those. We, we go to where we're, 
um, because that's what's going to be the most helpful and the most of of uh, goals. Um, so try that. Try to notice how you're feeling and then try to take a step back and recognize how am I thinking about this given situation? And if it's not a, a helpful thought process, then, then sometimes you need to create your own thoughts. Uh, there's times when I'm feeling anxious or insecure or things of that nature where I might have to tell myself, I've got this, I can do this, right? And that those are helpful thoughts that I'm giving myself. Uh, maybe they don't come naturally. Maybe I have to tell myself that over and over again. But if that's what I need to do to have a helpful thought process and to accomplish my goals and get myself out of this depression or anxiety or whatever, then, then that's what I'm going to do. So I challenge you all to do that. Um, and, and if you need help uh, identifying whether a, a particular thought process is helpful or, or unhelpful, then ask a friend, uh, ask your therapist, find a therapist, uh, ask a family member. At, get somebody else's perspective because a lot of this is perspective. It's being able to look at things from a different perspective. Hopefully that. Um, if it doesn't, feel free to, to reach out. You can follow us on, on social media. You can uh, DM us on social media. And I'd be happy to clear up some of these kinds of things as best I can. Um, but hopefully this all makes sense. And if you're listening to this and again, you recognize that you've got a friend or a family member or know somebody just that might be able to benefit from this, please share. Uh, because again, that's, that's what, that's why we're doing this. Um, we're doing this to help. Um, and, and so please, please get that, get that word out and also stay tuned because we've got, uh, more great episodes coming up. Hopefully, um, more things that are going to be useful and helpful for you on your mental health journey. The content in this program is not intended to be a substitute for professional counseling, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your mental health professional or other qualified mental health provider with any questions you may have. Never disregard professional advice or delay seeking counseling because of something you have heard on this podcast. If you or someone you know is in need of counseling in the state of Arizona, feel free to call us at 602-488-6104. If you are in crisis or think you may have an emergency, please call 911 immediately. If you are in Maricopa County, Arizona, and are in a behavioral health crisis, you can call the crisis hotline at 1-800-631-1314. If you are outside of Maricopa County, you can call your local crisis hotline or simply dial 988 for the National Suicide Hotline. If you are outside of the United States, please call your local emergency number immediately.